Hello, and welcome to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. I'm your host, Joni Advent Maher, mystic, spiritual midwife, and visionary leadership guide. It's my great pleasure to share inspiring and intimate conversations and emerging wisdom gathered from our collective feminine journey of awakening. My guests are revolutionary women at the cutting edge of both personal and global transformation. I invite you to join us in claiming our sovereignty, changing the world, and flourishing no matter what. Welcome to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. I'm your host, Joan Advent, and I am so delighted to be with you today and to welcome my first guest in 2021, Maria Rodriguez. Welcome, Maria. Thank you, Joan. So good to be here. Yes, we have an exciting conversation we're going to get into. So exciting that it brought me out of, uh, we'll say retirement for lack of a better word. I was so inspired to have this conversation with Maria that I said, let's do an interview. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Lucky me. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to share just a little bit about Maria before we dive in. So Maria is a licensed clinical social worker who started out years ago as a police social worker, and now she's in private practice. But she has gone from clinical social worker to evolutionary revolutionary, which I love. And her own journey of spiritual awakening, I would imagine, is part of what excuse me, prompted that transformation. Maria is also the founder of Core de Grace, which is meant to bring the heart of grace more fully into the world, primarily through the Sustanzia School of Social Change. And what we are here to talk about today is her newly published treatise, From Barriers to Bridges. So welcome, Maria. Thank you, Joan. Yes. So the treatise is, is, has quite a story. The treatise is quite a, quite a um, potent, I'm going to say, little pill. <laughs> It is a brief book, but it is a very potent book. And so I would love to just hear you describe a little bit about actually what's coming through is like your relationship with the treatise. That's an interesting question. Well, what's coming up for me as as I kind of sit with that question is that right before the treatise came through, I had been guided um, 
in that spiritually connected way that came from the spiritual awakening that you referred to in 97, I had been living that way and I had gotten this guidance to begin to write more and to um, reserve Wednesday mornings for writing. Mm -hmm. And prior to that, I had been receiving all kinds of wisdom uh, for our psychological healings, healing primarily through breaking our toxic shame cycles and then through our spiritual development, um, through what I used to call leading a spirit-driven life, and now I call soul speak, uh, claiming your birthright to connect to your soul and follow its guidance. And I started writing a blog called Anamkara. Mm. And the morning that the treatise appeared uh, was a morning that I had been writing uh, what I call a mystical, magical story that had happened with some clients and and friends, and it was just about this money clip that had been lost and found. It's very, a very dramatic kind of bizarre in a way, but amazing story. And it was almost like by writing more, I think that I opened up a wider channel mm. and the treatise flew in, in the form that you see it now, except for the opening. The first page came in a little later, but not this, not in a book form, but in a, where I, I wrote it, I received it that way. And so my relationship with the treatise has been very um, humble, surrendered, open, mm -hmm. in awe of how it was structured uh, already. It's a very, you know, kind of um, unique structure in that it has a quote um, on the right side of every single page, you know, a different quote that is referred to. Um, and so I remember when I first wrote it up in, you know, I initially wrote it up in my iPhone and then I wrote it <laughs> on, on a Microsoft publisher form and color and with the quotes. And when I printed it, I went to my friend's house and we were sitting at her dining room table and I could barely stand the power that was emanating from the pages mm. of this treatise in its uh, first printed form. And so I had a feeling that something big was supposed to happen with it, but because of my own barriers that I, um, you know, talk about in the, in, the, in the book that the barriers are not only between us and other people, um, but they're within us, barriers within us. I didn't um, have it published for nine years. Uh, mm. until, and it and it is part of my relationship is that I follow what the treatise in a sense wishes. Mm -hmm. I know it sounds kind of weird, but <laughs> but I believe it has. Um, I should probably use this one you know, without it's a cleaner copy. Um, it has its own will, and I speak a little bit about that in the preface as well. Yes. Yes, that is my sense that this is not content created or written from your uh, personality or, or maybe not even from your own higher self that it's, it's coming, it's coming from somewhere higher, greater, that you have said yes to being a partner with or a steward for. Yes. You're not, you're nodding your head. 
Yes. And I, I did receive um, the content was most original to me when I received it. And yet mm-hmm. the, the themes were not new to me or the mm-hmm. direction mm-hmm. that the treatise is, is inspiring us um, in a sense uh, even stronger than that, like imploring that mm-hmm. we take this direction and rise in this way. Um, that wasn't new to me, but the way that it was expressed was, as you said, it was didn't come from my thinking. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, so before we were started recording, we were talking about from my point of view that 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 really is the process of trusting your sacred feminine flow. It's like trusting uh, and being willing to partner with that which wants to come through from a a place of higher wisdom, not just anything that wants to come through. (laughs) Yeah, we don't want certain things at all. (laughs) We we have our yeses and our noes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, so I would love for you to to kind of give us the kernel. It's so the title is from barriers to bridges. And can you dive in a little bit more just a, about that or how that has shown up for you or um, how it shows up for the people that you work with your clients or what you what you we see in the world around us what you feel like this wisdom is calling us to do. Yes. Um, It's so simple and yet so complex. And Mm -hmm. and it's always a bit of a challenge to put it into words, Um, but I'm gonna do it in this intuitive way (laughs) that Mm -hmm. we're talking about to see what wants to come through. There are gaps between us and gaps within us that keep us in a divided state that is Mm. not natural or meant to be permanent. Mm -hmm. So keep us separated in a way? Separated within us and and those uh, gaps, which I've not used that word before, are slowly killing us in a sense or at least they're killing dreams and possibilities and I believe Mm -hmm. causing a lot of destruction unnecessary destruction yeah not the kind of destruction that we need for transformation purposes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the things that we need to let go of or release it's unnecessary destruction and so for example the barriers within me that uh, cause me to hesitate being visible in this way or having higher hopes of instead of I was originally planning on just doing a little pamphlet like printing it and and it really wanted to be published by a publisher you know available on Amazon and Mm -hmm. um, that kind of thing those would have stopped any of this from happening Mm -hmm. any of this this wisdom I didn't receive for me or even for my small you know kind of my circle of influence um it is so universally relevant and and critical 
I believe. So I do, I'm a couples therapist, family therapist, and so, and an individual therapist. And I believe that a lot of the things that we need to heal within and heal our intimate relationships and other relationships are very similar to what we need to heal the social political divide. Mm. And so the treatise brings the core of, of what that is on, on all those levels, personally, relationally, societally, politically, and, and this core of practical, usable pieces of wisdom, mm-hmm. new ways of thinking and being and um, believing, new ways of believe, new things. It, it, it's about changing our, our fundamental core beliefs. The mm. paradigms that are so mainstream um, that we use to uh, think about ourselves, about each other, about groups of people, about, you know, political issues, anything. Mm. And it's interesting because this, of course, is coming out on election day, where it's not election day today as we're recording it, but it is coming out on election day. So isn't that appropriate? And I'm, I'm wondering, like, is this the kind of resource that one could invest in even just to create conversation um, in the family or, or, or with those where there might be the barriers? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, one of the things that I really talk about is that the the treatise wisdom isn't asking us to change what our kind of top values are what our Mm -hmm. leanings are so some some of us lean kind of blue to the left more liberal and some of us lean to the right um, more conservative and the difference is what I call being blue versus being blue purple or being red versus being red purple Blue and red is um, the biggest difference is that whatever concerns, the things that we most want to gain and avoid, like are different. That's why there's mm-hmm. so much struggle is mm-hmm. that the priorities, the things we value, fear the most and desire the most are different. Yes. And so it doesn't take that away. It's asking us to realize that it's only half the picture. Mm. It's only part of the story. Mm-hmm. And these things do matter. They just don't, aren't the only thing that matter. Mm. You know, in the toxic shame model, I call it I matter and you matter equally, you know, and that's the kind of fundamental things that really begin to heal relationships, yeah. you know, that have been injured because we can tend to care, you know, what I call you really matter. I don't matter. Or I really matter. You don't matter. We can go either way, neither is good. Um, and so the treatise, the, the difference between somebody who's more blue but and someone who's more blue purple is that the blue purple knows that they're, they only are seeing and understanding half the picture. And they're critical to society because they have to bring to those that are more purple that hold the whole, that can tolerate the complexities and all the contradictions and you know, dilemmas of, of the whole, they, they bring all of those, those insights 
Mm -hmm. and those values forward and the red purple people do the same and so there is none of that conflict because it isn't a power struggle over which is right or which is more important it's that disappears when we rise to what I call the purple way or the purple movement the bridge way Mm -hmm. so this is like being kind of like you know being here but then bringing it to the the part that we see and hear Yes. So the the color purple, which is the blending of the red and the blue. Yes. 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 Go Go ahead. No, no, no. That's okay. Go. I I just was remembering that when things were so inflamed around race relations and the police in particular, that you had some very powerful insights about that and the, the way that that bridging could be possible. Is there anything you want to say about that or? Yes, I, I like many, because I've heard from many people that no matter which way they lean, find a lot of the media and social media um, very difficult to, to watch. And I believe that's like, contributing to what I call the false divide. Mm -hmm. And so I started, I was inspired by all of that, Joan, to uh, write a blog Mm -hmm. about like, there's something really off here. We do not have to choose between supporting the police and supporting that Black Lives Matter, not the movement that may have some shadow elements, but the actual original Mm -hmm. purpose of that. we don't have to choose. I myself am married to a retired deputy chief of police and my, I have lots of family members, cousins, brother-in-laws that are in law enforcement. I worked in police departments for 15 years and I know the shadow and the light that exists there um, as there's shadow and light to everything. And so the thought that we had to choose, I, I once drove around the neighborhood, Joan, and I couldn't find one, you know, they were putting signs on the lawn. Mm-hmm. I could, I didn't see one lawn, whether it was a business or a personal residence that had both a support the police sign and a Black Lives Matter sign. Ah. That to me is absolutely absurd to have that choice. And so I was told um, that I really needed to submit this as a letter to the editor for the Chicago Tribune which was very foreign, you know, though I've always written in this blog and, and all mm-hmm. of that, I, it, I don't, I hadn't considered myself like a writer in that way. And so I did with your help, actually, because of your fabulous Magdalene Wells program that hopefully we'll touch on. Um, and you had helped me bring one of the paragraphs of the original blog article to the, as the mm-hmm. opening, mm-hmm. which really uh, lent itself better to a condensed version of it. And I was shocked when I wrote about, we do not have to choose between being completely against the abuse of power and racial injustice and being completely supportive and grateful for what the role, the critical role that police men and women play in our society. We don't have to choose between the two. Um, And so I was very surprised actually when they published it and the response I got from people that were much more pro protesters or much more pro police was that they both felt the same way that what I wrote Mm. resonated with what they were really feeling internally, 
but yes. there was no place to to join. They were only given the two options. Who do you support more? Yes. What about the third option, which is the bridge, right? Yes. Where we support both. And, and what I wrote later was a, a blog called false, The False Divide Unveiled. Um, and, it, it, and it talks about there are police and protesters that believe in peace and justice, and there are police and protesters that don't. And so the divide is less here right. than here. And again, it's the difference between the blue, purple, red, purple, and the blue or the red sometimes where they don't care about the other side, you know? Yes. And as you were speaking, I'm wondering how much is the, the, the risk factor of... Um, what am I trying to say? It, it's like the social pressure. And so the risk to stand up and say, you know, whether it's through the political parties or, or just the, the groups of people we're most accustomed to relating to, but to stand up and to be a voice for that purple way requires courage. And I, I so appreciate your matter of factness about, yes, we all, we all have light. We all have truth that we're bringing and we, we all have blind spots. We all have shadow. Like there's, that's not the issue. <laughs> that's not the question, but it does seem like who, who, who is willing to just be a voice for um, whether it's compromise or um, resolution or reconciliation, or I'm not sure what the right word is, but that, how do we find that middle way? Or I know you use the, um, the phrase 360 degree perspective. Yes, yes. And, and people have gotten attacked. You're, you're right on, there is risk. Because it's there, there's a misunderstanding. There's such fear that if we loosen our grip on that, this 180 degrees of the truth is all that matters, and it's the whole truth that it's going to not matter enough. Mm -hmm. And one of the other uh, feedback I got from that letter to the editor was that the the person who read it said that they had rarely seen a piece that talked about the whole picture without diluting mm. the truths. Mm. You know, a lot of times it's like watered down, like, oh, you know, peace and love and, you know, kind of thing. It's like watered down the, the, the real true um, violations or, or, you know, calls and things like that. And so when you're initially speaking a more purple way, there's often a reaction that you're diluting or minimizing the truth and it's going to affect. So in, it, with the police Black Lives Matters example, that if you point out the, um, the real life risk to the police and real life dilemmas that they face, that it's going to somehow minimize getting justice um, and um, accountability and prevention of the horrible racial injustice and crime. 
homicide, you know, that have occurred. And so there's such a misunderstanding because we're so used to thinking of it in black and white terms that when you when you begin to speak more purple, it's not a new, it's gonna take a some strength and clarity and courage, as you said, because there is some risk. But to me, the risk is far greater of remaining silent and staying in this divide where there's only two choices instead of the third choice, which doesn't dilute anything, which, which um, also prevents the pendulum swing of going mm -hmm. too far this way and then having all these consequences and then going too far that way and then having all those. So there's a lot more to gain, I believe. Yes, yeah, so you are someone who has said yes to be a way shower. You said, yes, I will, I will risk. I will um, come out for this alternative. Mm -hmm. I, I will be an evolutionary revolutionary. Yeah, and I believe that those who are watching this are are cut from the same cloth. They, they are those who at least have, or not just watching this, but also listening to this, have an, an openness or a predisposition uh, to the purple way, we'll say. And I, I think this might be a good time. I know you wanted to share an excerpt. I, I thought this might be a good time for you to, to do that reading. and. Um, sure. Okay. <clears throat> the truth is not a matter of opinion. The truth is not a matter of opinion. The truth is not a matter of opinion. It is what is. It holds everything and everyone at once. It cannot be moved. It can only be discovered. It can only be discovered by those who now hear the call and who now have the courage to do so. For when the truth, the capital T truth, is what we are tapping into, we all tap into the same thing, mm. the same thing. Can you even believe it? Can you dare to believe it? Mm. One by one and two by two, hundred by hundred, we are hearing that call and stepping into that courage. It may already be you. It may be about to be you. I mm. can just feel that washing over just the, the essence and the energy. So you can, those that are listening or watching, like that is, that is the transmission and you can feel, I can feel the difference between just our discussing of these ideas and when you give voice to the treatise and what it has wanted to express, what comes through. And I, 
I guess there's there's something about is there a way for us today to build a bridge to those that are listening or watching this? Like to build the bridge of um, because I, as I said, I do believe that these are people who are who are a yes to being more open, who are a yes. And sometimes it's a matter of, yes, I, I want to find the purple way, but but I don't know how, or I, I don't know what to do. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I don't I don't know what the first step is or. Do you understand what I'm saying? I think so. Um, it's, it's, I think the people that have been responding to the, my articles and, and so on that are having those moments where they're restless or uncomfortable with something isn't quite right. And even when they engage in the old way, mm-hmm. in the you know kind of mainstream way, there's a part of them that isn't Fully comfortable and or maybe very uncomfortable and maybe some of you get avoidant like I do like I would avoid the whole thing like if mm-hmm. we're talking about anything that was like that or you know even like talking about a divorcing couple mm. where there's like a tendency to be black and white like one's to blame or the other you know would mm-hmm. make me uncomfortable mm-hmm. it's very similar like I said there's a very similar thing and so what I what came to me, Joan, as you mentioned that, is that we feed the black and white, the blue and the red, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we feed that. I, again, because of my, um, you know, local government experience, I was familiar with unions and management. That's another place where you see a lot of divide. Um, it's very similar, you know, there's, so that you could look around and see all kinds of things. But we, we, there's, there's a lot that you can find that feeds that 180 degree perspective, like you were saying, instead of the 360. And so if those of you who are watching have, um, you may already have resources, which I would love to hear, by the way, <laughs> um, that don't do that, that, that begin to offer a, a new perspective, like that letter to the editor, you know, like, um, like the treatise, you know, that, that the resources and begin to feed that, that would begin to change so that the things that you're reading, the things that you're talking about, the people that you're talking about them with, if you're, if you're talk, you know, talk, get into these discussions more with the people that are open to the purple, even mm-hmm. if they don't, because I find that it doesn't matter whether you know what purple is or whether you are still kind of more in the blue and the red, it's mm-hmm. how open you are mm. to a new possibility, a new way of thinking, a mm. broader, you know, let's say that you're really focused here, but you're open to at least knowing that this is the whole truth. Even mm. if you don't understand this and you don't get it, you don't have to even get it. You don't have to even know that. It's just knowing that what I get is only part of the whole truth. That is already a major, the impact is amazing. I see it again, personally, mm-hmm. you know, with my internal work, I see it with couples and families all the time. And I see it on a social political level. And so if you're, if you're ready for that, um, 
have more of those talks. Yes, and I, I would imagine that um, it it can be it, it can be easy to kind of get into our silo or our camp of believing, like I know the way or I know what's right or oh those other people whether it's people in our family and it. I dare say probably most people that are watching this, listening to this are on a path of growth or healing or transformation or awakening in some form. And sometimes we can get caught in that as well. Like we're not exempt from that. You know, we're not exempt. <laughs> I certainly from, am not. <laughs> no, from thinking um, I know better or, you know, like, oh, yes, all those people who are in their judgment, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it really is a very humbling, like, it's a humbling perspective. It, and, and it's in a way, it, for me, it kind of coincides with the, like, the growth journey, or the ascension journey, it doesn't end, you know, like, we keep having those human parts of us that would want to cling on to the blue or cling on to the red and um the invitation is like you don't need you don't need those life rafts so to speak or the you know those um i don't know if life raft is the right uh metaphor but like you don't need to hold so tightly to that like there is safety in opening to a deeper truth or the, you know, capital T truth, as you referred. Yeah. There's a power phrase that I'm thinking about, actually a couple, I call them little bites, like potent bites of wisdom, which are in the treatise too, but these are additional ones. Um, and one is, it is near impossible to remain apart when we're truly open to the whole truth. Mm. Say that again. Um, so it, I, it's something like this. I hope it's right. It is near impossible to remain apart when we're truly open to the whole truth. Mm. It doesn't, again, matter if we know, we're, none of us know the whole truth. It's a whole process of discovery, like the reading that mm -hmm. I, uh, I just did. It's about just being open to the whole truth and that humility, that knowing that I, not one human being can possibly know the, the whole truth. And so the other power phrase that came up was hold it, but hold it loosely, mm. which when you said it, it, you know, you said something like that. And so I have a, a, a beautiful ornament here <laughs> <laughs> that I came across. I'm not going to go. There's all these stories about this, but the one, the piece that I'm really struck with right now, as we're talking about this is that, like I said, we may have a, a kind of like a, almost like a, our zone of genius like I think that's from the big leap book or mm -hmm. something um or like we have a gifted sight to certain parts of truth like to me this represents the whole truth and the 360 degree perspective can you describe what it is for those that can't see it if they're just listening to oh, it oh they're just seeing it it's an ornament it's a gorgeous ornament that has swirls it's silver and then it has six like a sun kind of like a sun yes, it's called a supernova sun catcher cool um, and it has little spheres of different colors so there's red green yellow 
uh, blue, red, teal, and then it has what I call the diamond of truth. It's just like a, a cut diamond in the center. Mm -hmm. And so this um, image is to me so powerful. It's so beautiful, <laughs> I think. Um, but it's about not confusing. Let's say that you have an insight on what's, whatever truth, small t truths, I call them in the green or the red or the blue, like we were talking politically. Um, and sometimes I talk about it, we need light purple, dark purple. You have a, you have a, a special sense of the light in the world or a special mm -hmm. sense of the dark in the world. All of us are given a different insight into things. Um, that's not the problem. That's needed. That's necessary. It's when we believe that that's the only thing that matters, that the, that's the only thing that exists even. Yes. And so what I talk about is moving to the center of the truth while continuing to be have more clarity and insight about whatever truths are more revealed to you, um, including like the shadow and light uh, piece. Mm. To, so the hold it, hold it, but hold it lightly is, is a sense about that. Yes. And like all of any small T truth. That's not what this is about. Yes. Cause I, I guess that is in part my question or what I would also like to address is because from my uh, lens, my vantage point that as people move through an empowerment process, uh, if they have felt disenfranchised or disempowered, that it does seem like there is a phase in the development where they they hold very tightly to you know to the red or to the blue or to the whatever the truth is that they feel like this is my truth. This is this is what's this is what's right for me. So, is there anything you want to name about that? That's a great, great point. Um, I'm so glad you brought that up. And it is part of the developmental process. And I, I thought of a way with a friend of mine that I saw her going through that. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll share that with you. But let's say that it's, um, remember I had referred earlier to the toxic shame model. One of the um, healing beliefs is I matter and you matter equally. Mm -hmm. But if we've been living you really matter, I don't matter. Mm -hmm. We've been so out of balance that it's natural to go through a phase of I really matter, you don't matter in order to build that weak muscle. Mm -hmm. So I've got to build the muscle of I, I really matter. <laughs> I'm doing weights for those of you that are <laughs> <laughs> pretend weights. <laughs> um, so, so that's okay. That's natural and okay. As long as we don't, um, plant roots there is how mm. I said it to my friend. Yes. And the other way I said it is a lot of us start being unto others, like unto how we were raised or unto the people currently in our life or unto those in authority or whatever. And then we go through a phase of being unto self and just don't plant roots there because it's just the, the second phase. There's a third phase uh, again, which I call being unbound unto spirit. Um, which is like a whole different way of being and living and similar to the I matter and you matter equally. So we go from, you know, you really matter, I don't matter to I really matter, you don't matter. And then we get to, so this phase is natural and necessary for the balancing healing process. 
but don't plant roots there. That's not the destination, please. <laughs> like, that's like what I, you know, it's really an important, but it's just a, a stepping stone to the, yes. the real destination. So thank you for bringing that up. That's such a great, great hmm. point. Does that I, make sense? Yes, yes. And that's exactly what I was hoping you could uh, illuminate further for us because that, that is a very useful perspective and, and to remember. It, it reminds me of um, having teenagers, which we both do. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's like that developmental phase and, and hopefully, yeah, they, they get more uh, or we as we become more empowered or more individuated at times that we we get more graceful in that, that we don't have to be quite as um, intense or tenacious as like a 13 year old might as opposed to a 16 or 17 year old. <laughs> who can have a little more grace. Yes, that's a great. <laughs> yes. So I would love to hear about some of the power phrases. And I, I know that you've created uh, for people you're doing in-person connection with around the book, these beautiful bookmarks. Can you share some of those and even sure. some of the phrases? And I wonder if you'd be willing to do a little process that we've been doing. Yes. using the phrases. So uh, yes, so I pulled 11 of the 13 phrases in the book mm -hmm. and I placed them on the back of um, a bunch of bookmarks. And we've been doing these in-person launch parties, like a little book tour um, in the area. And so everybody's been getting one of these. And then I realized, because I, I run a lot of small uh, groups called circles that I call circles, and we do all kinds of um, processes, group processes, and there's something about doing things like this in a group. Mm -hmm. um, and this is the group right now, you and me <laughs> and whoever's listening. <laughs> so you don't need to be all present in person for a circle to exist. So this is our little mini circle. Um, and so these quotes are like portals to our soul, to our higher selves, mm -hmm. to spirit, mm -hmm. whatever you connect to, or it doesn't matter, it's applicable, you know, universally. And so what I, when I do what's called a round reading in my circles, I, I ask them not to just take in what they're reading, which is also, um, I believe you had mentioned when you read it, that this is not just meant to be read, it's meant to be experienced. Yes. So it's tied, Joan, to that testimonial that you had given in reading um, that beautiful one, reading the treatise, that it's not just like we're, we're taking in what we're reading like we're in school and we're going to have a test you know, for knowledge purposes, we're taking mm -hmm. it in as a, as a way to open that channel mm -hmm. and then receive more guidance from our soul. And so what I've been doing is what I call a three-step process in, in the launch parties where you, you, people have been given goodie bags with them, but you could pick one, you know, and then you read the quote and then you allow whatever bubbles up to come mm -hmm. forth and be expressed. And it, it, it could be a physical sensation. It could be a memory. It could mm. be an image. It could be not only a thought, although most people, most of us are really connected, aware of our thoughts, but not so much the other parts of us. Uh, but I encourage you to open up to all of you, to energy sensations, to body, mind, heart, and spirit. 
but your whole being and begin to receive what comes up around this as, mm. as a, this is simply a portal and then to bring it down to essence, which is like a word or a phrase, a small phrase that is guidance for this season coming up ahead. So I'm wondering if you'd be willing to. I would, I would. And actually what I'm going to suggest is as you're taking me through the process that um, I will kind of be the stand-in for, for everyone. So anyone who's watching or listening, wh whichever um, quote or wisdom power phrase we work with, like this is your invitation as well to, to see thing. what that, yeah, to see what that brings up for you. Yes, and in the parties, in the book launch parties, there have been some, there's only 11 quotes, mm -hmm. So some that have been doubles mm -hmm. and they've gotten a completely different message. It's been fascinating to see that. The other thing that um, somebody mentioned is that the book can be used like that when mm. you open up to any random page mm -hmm. and most of them will have a quote. Uh, so you can do the same thing. All the quotes on the bookmarks are available in the book. They're from the book. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So whether you're listening, watching or Joan, <laughs> <let's> take <laughs> Few moments it always helps to take some breaths and kind of clear your channel starting from the bottom of your feet and all the way up through the crown of your head and just clearing anything that's inside of you in this moment you could bring it all back later we're not going to lose anything it's just making some space creating some space so that we can receive even more of what's ready to be received so taking some breaths as we pause a minute and just clear our channel so we prepare to receive. And there are no rules here. You can, the things that come up may have nothing seemingly to do with the quote. We wanna allow anything and everything that shows up. And so then, Joan, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to just play around with the bookmarks, kind of like an Oracle card deck, you know, some of you that may do those. And just tell me when, when you want me to stop, and then I'll pull one out. Stop. So ready? Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to ask you to do, uh, both Joan now and you watching or are listening, is to repeat this out loud to yourself. There's something about when you speak it out loud that it kind of vibrates, the energy of it vibrates through you. And then take some breaths and some pause so that you can not only sp speak or share whatever pops up right on the surface, but also take some breaths so that you can uh, pull up, you know, kind of like allow to rise to the surface anything that's on a deeper in a deeper, held deeper within you, okay? So the quote, Joan, that you picked is, I am being shifted and transported. I am being shifted and transported. So just breathe that in deeply, allow it to be absorbed within your cells, within your body, your being, body, mind, heart, and spirit. You can repeat it. 
me to. I am being shifted and transported. Hmm. And then you share whatever comes up for you, emotions, physical sensations, energy sensations, images, memories, thoughts, ideas. Mm -hmm. They don't have to be logically connected. Yeah, so for me, I'm aware of um, the, the gift and the truth of those words. Like I'm aware just in my own process, uh, whether it's my own ascension process or transformation process, I can see the ways that I'm actively being shifted. And I love the coupling of the word transported, uh, which somehow feels, I, I keep, I'm doing a gesture with my hand of, um, <laughs> of rising, but there's, there's something like really meaningful. It's, I, I guess it's that um, in a way I, I feel the support of being transported in a way that just being shifted, I might not feel it. So for me, it really does feel like the uh, presence of grace or divine support through, whether it's my own higher self or through life, I can feel the shifts I'm going through. But if I were just being shifted, for me personally, it might feel like lonely or like it's just me, <laughs> you know, like it's just me doing the shifting. Mm -hmm. But being transported, like that implies not me, <laughs> you know? Not me, as in not the small me. Um, I'm being transported, like some, but some things transporting me. Yes. Um, and that is really powerful for me personally, like the coupling of that. So whether it's the small I, you know, and the large, larger I am presence or, or whatever version you want to um, label it. That, that's what comes up. So, and I can feel this like blossoming of my heart space, like this plumes, <laughs> plumes of, of energy mm. coming out. Yes, wow, that's beautiful. And, and those of you that are, are doing this later, um, if you, you know, come back to the recording and pause and, and then do it yourself, you, you can journal what comes mm -hmm. up for you if, if you're not with a, a partner or a circle mm -hmm. in order to share it in this way, as long as you express it, literally get it out of inside of you out uh. um, in order to create again, that channel, clear that channel again, mm -hmm. uh, that, that was, I remember that as I was listening to your beautiful share. And so now we're going to bring it kind of go the other way so as we're expressing we're going kind of from in out mm -hmm. and now that we've cleared the channel as we express whatever came up for us we're going to go from outside in 
we're going to receive the essence. Like sometimes I think of it as like a magic funnel or mm -hmm. vortex, and then we capture like the one, two or three drops of essence, mm -hmm. uh, like a small phrase of like, what's the essence of what is wanting to come through for my healing, my growth, my, my transformation, ascension, my guidance for this time. And so, and I'll help you with that if, if you mm -hmm. need help, but just kind of trying to bring it to essence now, like all of what you shared. And sometimes it's something that pops up that doesn't even seem connected. There are no rules here. There are no rules. Hmm. So really what keeps coming is, is, I, I am supported um, and I have this image that comes to mind of uh, it's, it's like being suspended, but not in a, in a, like a stuck frozen way. Um, I'm a scuba diver and there are times when it's like the buoyancy of the water, you can be deep in the water and be suspended in that water column, but still, you know, be dynamic and fluid, but, but it's, it's like the opposite of free fall, <laughs> you know, like the bottom is not going to drop out. I am supported, uh, which Ooh. is meaningful for mm -hmm. me personally, like the bottom is not going to drop out, like not ever. Yeah. You I mean, Joan, you have like three essences in there that are totally, <laughs> totally different ones. Okay. You, again, there are no rules. I've never thought of that. Why don't we do as many? There may be. <laughs> because it just, My channel has lots coming through. Yes, it. your channel is mighty wide. And so, no surprise that you're getting more than one essence because I, I mean, I heard, I'll just say kind of what I heard, uh -huh. but you can tweak them later. You know, you, yes. these are yours, you know, so um, <laughs> make them yours. But I heard the bottom will not drop out ever, like mm -hmm. almost like dot, 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 mm -hmm. or the bottom will not drop out for me, mm -hmm. dot, 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 ever. So say one of those out loud and just let's kind of feel into I, I encourage those watching, listening to also say your essences out loud. It's like a process to get to essence. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's quick, but sometimes it takes a bit. The bottom is never going to drop out. Not ever. The bottom will not drop out ever. And then try the for me, either one with the for me. The bottom will never drop out for me. It's interesting. I feel this like in my uh, sternum area, this and up into my throat, like this something as I say that, like the bottom is never going to drop out for me. So the for me made it more powerful. Mm hmm. Well, and it, it's what's activating this like energy column in my yes. it's inside, but like where the sternum and up into my throat yes. chakra. Yes. And so that's what I why I encourage you to say them out loud. Mm -hmm. They all have different vibration, different energy, and, and you'll get to essence. your body. Yes. Your body will help us get to essence. Mm hmm. 
because mm. we can feel the, the essence has a different energy yes and anything around it similar to the ornament that i showed yeah like the energy around that center diamond is like pulsating radiant it has a totally different energy than the energy in any of the you know small parts of the truth you know like portions of the truth mm. so and then i also heard i am suspended and supported mm. i am yes Right. There is something about I am suspended, which when I hear the word, <laughs> it, it has so many connotations, not all of which are good, but but coupled with my image. Um, yeah, coupled with my image, it and I don't know if there's a different word, but you know, so the image and the feeling sense of being uh, suspended or being this, I, I think it's, it's as much about support. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I just got suspended, surrendered and supported. Mm. Suspended, surrendered, and supported. Yes, because it is about that surrender. And it, it's so like all I can envision is that either being in the water or being in the air, which I don't know how to fly, but <laughs> you know, it's like having those flying dreams where you where you feel at home in that. Um, yeah, so it it feels like that. And so you can see how we're playing around. Like I loved, I am supported. Mm -hmm. That feels wonderful. That that was like the, the first essence that came through. Yes. And then there was something about the bottom is never going to drop off. Yes. Me. Yes. And that was some energy around suspended, surrendered, and supported. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... So that's an example. What a wonderful example. You see how you can go different places? So what I do with this is as I'm living my daily regular life, I kind of hold this. And so those of you that are visual, you may want to, you know, mm -hmm. have post-it mm -hmm. notes or, you know, have them in front of you or, or some artistic expression around these essences. You know, sometimes I've put them in a, in a journal, but in a larger way mm -hmm. or created some kind of like more colorful version of it and and so then whatever's happening in my life I'm like oh wait what was my essence oh wait the bottom is never going to drop off for me and that energy is often very different than my my <laughs> mind chatter energy you know or like wait suspended supported and surrendered and supported and then I'll I'll use that to to you know kind of allow myself to float back to support you know to surrender almost like physically I love that image of you in the water mm. like of trusting the mm -hmm, water to, mm -hmm. to support you and so that I may physically even and emotionally um, do something to mm -hmm. let go more and so these are are, are are things to use actively in that way yes so since if people 
were to choose to buy the treatise, which I mm -hmm. highly recommend, um, and they wanted to do this process, you're saying they don't even need the bookmarks. They could yeah. just do it with the book that the right, it's the right page of each um, page as you open has these statements. And so you could just do like the Oracle and like open, um, open to a page and do this process for yourself time and time and time again. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> it is fun. Just love it because you never know what's going to come up. And you can, you, Joan, can do the same exact phrase. Yes. A week from now, a month from, right. from now, months from now, and it'll likely be something totally different. Right. Right. It's, it's kind of like an infinite access to an infinite field, really. Yes. Oh, I love that. Mm. So I am thinking that if anyone does end up watching this, for example, on um, my social media channels, and you get to essence, or you want to write about your experience, you could always put it in the comments, or you could always, um, we will include your information uh, with all the details, people could send you an email or reach out to you about what came through for them. Absolutely, absolutely. I've been, I'm not very developed yet with social media, but we did create a hashtag barriers mm. to bridges treatise. Oh, nice. Just, you know, all together barriers uh -huh. to treatise, just in case that that's, that would be a good hashtag to use. Yes. Um, anything that comes up for any of you through the treatise, through these phrases, through, and there's, you know, much more to it. Some people there's uh, consider this section where there's uh -huh. more real life examples with clients and family, mm -hmm. friends, and things like that, that some people really resonate with that. And, and then there's the, the more poetic, I don't even know what to call like the reading I did. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of different flavors or tastes in, in the treatise. And it seems like people resonate. Um, mm -hmm with several of those and so they can they can all be portals in a way but these quotes tend to be quicker <laughs> they tend to like get to it quicker more potent. yes yes they yeah they are the um just potent experiences i mean potent like blasts of of the the truth <laughs> or energy or whatever. Yes. Wonderful way to describe it. Yes. Yeah. So we need to begin to bring this to a close, but I did want to talk with you briefly just about your, about your Magdalene Rose, not the full journey, but there's something about the birth of the treatise and you feeling a yes to support and mentorship in that way, which the Magdalene Rose mentorship is my program of um, supporting those who are stepping into their sacred elder and who are ready to kind of take that next step to whether it's birth, uh, what's been waiting to come through you in a more powerful way, or just, I would say, own that mantle of spiritual wisdom and authority. 
Yes. So. And, and for me, it's about that trust your sacred feminine flow, mm -hmm. that how I got to be in your Magdalene Rose program and how the timing of when you were getting ready to offer it for the first time and the timing of me being ready for it was just <laughs> perfect and ideal. And I had no intentions of publishing anything when I started. Um, <laughs> that the letter to the editor had happened earlier. Mm -hmm. And what I'm realizing now, even more so in this moment, is that it hasn't just been about publishing the treatise. It's about becoming the published author that I am, mm -hmm. becoming that part of me, becoming the priestess, the high priestess, which is not a title that I still am comfortable with. It's, it's a newer thing. I officiated my niece's wedding, um, which is the first time I ever officiated. And I'm seeing myself really like when I read that passage, I feel like I'm a priestess mm. when I read it. So to me, for me, the published author and priestess are, are really the same. And they're, they're coming to even greater life through the help of your program and the support of what you bring, Joan, to, to it. So it's been about me becoming mm. my greater identity which yes. is what I talk about that and overcoming the gazillion barriers <laughs> popped up around that. I mean, we are complex creatures and we have a lot of baggage and uh, you've seen me through the incredible ups and downs of this process. It has brought up wounds, memories that I haven't thought of in years and decades, some of them of, of, you know, opening myself up to hope and then being disappointed and all kinds of stuff. And there's, you know, there's, it's not an easy process and we need any extra support, especially um, kind of the type of expert. I, I don't like to use that word, but it feels like that's the elder, elder support that mm. you provide with your program. Mm. Uh, so that it feels like it's like three things becoming your greater identity aspects of yourself that have more barriers often, getting mm -hmm. the support for overcoming those barriers, and then birthing whatever, you know, product service uh, offering may be ready to be birthed. Mm, thank you. And, and again, I will just share that my aspect of the trusting the sacred feminine flow really was uh, when the Marys, which is Mother Mary and Mary Magdalene, um, came to me and wanted to work with women like you through me in terms of stepping into exceptional forms of leadership and becoming the aspects that we need right now. Yes, it's so not only a, a, for our personal benefit, right. it is very much for our personal benefit and for, you know, our families and our circles of influence, but it really is a, a global benefit, a humankind benefit. Like we, yes. need, we need you. I, I when I was telling Joan before we started the recording that I was thinking about, I have so many spaces in my office here, uh, my studio, that I could have done this call and I was brought to doing it in front of this lovely um, 
poster of the hot air balloons and it's connected to uh, a deep desire that I had that I wrote uh, during a meditation about uh, rising and shining in the full glory of my unique play of light and color alongside of others mm -hmm. rising and shining in their full glory. And I believe that that is what we need to heal and um, in some ways save the world, you know, it, like sounds kind of dramatic, but you know, that we need that um, to, and, and not only is it about living a life that we love to live more, being who we more fully who we are and being more alive, um, it's also, I think, critical for our kind of collective well-being. So absolutely. Mm. Thank you. Is there is there anything else if you like if you check in with your own inner wisdom or check in with the treatise, so to speak, that wants to be named or expressed? Yes, immediately what came up is that this is available in Spanish. Ah, well. yes. Um, and so it's, it, I think is a bridge, not only for the English speaking world, but the Spanish speaking world, as I was guided to translate it in Spanish right away. So that both were published at the same time and are mm. available on Amazon. And so that just came in like with a, like a, how could you forget <laughs> you know, like kind of thing? Oh, let me show it. I, I actually brought it and then I forgot. <laughs> I had it right here. This is a Spanish version. Um, so I didn't want to like, look at that. You see, like if I get it, trust the sacred feminine flow live <laughs> in vivo, because I didn't trust, you know, I even had this sitting here and did not look at it once. <laughs> So thank you for having me check in. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. So again, the book is available on Amazon and I will have your uh, website link uh, in the details. So if people wanted to reach out to you or even perhaps get on your email list, they could do so. Yes. Right on the website. There's a place to right on the website. If uh, yeah, if they're in the Chicago area, which is where you're based, uh, they certainly might be interested in events you're having there or, or who knows what's coming in the future for you. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for um, inviting me to do this interview on your beautiful podcast and your other social media channels. I so appreciate you, as you know, You've been so integral to this whole mm. process. <laughs> so you are so welcome. And it's it's been a pleasure and a joy both to be in conversation, to receive the gifts of the the process you took me through. It's <laughs> like that's an added benefit. But also to, uh, as I say, I'm a spiritual midwife. It's like to midwife to assist in midwifing you and the treatise into a new form like it does not get better it doesn't get better for me than yeah, that like, woo, time to celebrate yeah. 
yes, it's like, I call it, it's full of life. There have been tears, there have been right. laughter, there's been, it's like anger, right? <laughs> right, the whole range. You know, gratitude, humility, it's been, it's like all, all of life, you know. Oh, beautiful. So I also want to thank you, beautiful listener, watcher, whatever, <laughs> for being with us today. I would strongly encourage you to get a copy of the treatise. You could buy it, leave, leave it, read it yourself, but leave it for friends and family. It's the kind of thing like, hey, let's have a conversation about this. And want to remind you, as always, to trust what your heart knows. Thanks for listening to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend and be sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And visit theradianceequation.com to receive your copy of The Radiance Equation, a visionary's guide to coming out of hiding, owning your wisdom, and creating your greatest impact.